Welcome to Dom and Dragons, a Dungeons and Dragons campaign where Goats and Dragons plays Dungeons and Dragons with Dominic Monaghan. And dragons. <laughs> dragons, dragons, dragons. <clears throat> Please be warned, this podcast sometimes contains adult situations and language that may not be suitable for children. In fact, we try our best to be unsuitable for people of all ages. You're welcome. Welcome back to Burden, a muddy spot under the boot of the Gohomian army. If you have a sword, you best know when to draw it. If you have money, you've probably left. And if there's someone you trust in this forgotten place, you hold on to them. We're all just trying to make it here, and maybe we ain't looking too close about what you gotta do to be good in a place like Burden. Hello and welcome to Dom and Dragons, the podcast where Helpful Go Gaming plays Dungeons and Dragons with Dominic Monahan. Oh, I love it. I'm Andrew Gilbert, but tonight I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, and I'm not alone because with me is Dominic Monahan playing the halfling monk Cryon Fane. What's up, friends? And of course, the unbenevolent dictator of Helpful Goat, Galway, playing the turtle druid, Mekek Tumbledown. Hey, everybody. Lena, playing Elif Fire. Hi. And Adam, playing Connie Demure. Connie Demure, at your service. Hi, everybody. Glad to be here. I can't say that name without going Connie Demure. It's just so, <laughs> so beautiful. And remember, his full name is Connie B. Demure. We don't of know what course. the B stands for yet, but maybe we will by the end of the campaign. Probably not. Anyway. It's the unsolved mystery. <laughs> I was thinking, you guys, I, I told you guys a little secret in, in, our, in our little chat feed before we started rolling, and then I was sat here thinking, you know, why, why wouldn't I tell everyone that's listening here? Why, why not? I mean, what, yeah, what the heck? Exactly. Go for it. I've poured myself a lovely flagon of ale, which is actually a glass of wine, but uh, <laughs> it, 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 it hasn't come in a pint, but it is a tasty <laughs> brew. <laughs> so who knows? Cryon might be a little feistier than normal tonight. Let's see. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that. I love that we're already, um, we've already started little in jokes because most of the chat feed going on on Twitch right now is people typing quiet in capital letters. So come on. We're, we're already sampling our it's own so level good. of deep, deep dives into comedy. It's like, it's like a public, public enemy sampling their own songs at the end of their yeah, right? <laughs> With a new Wu-Tang Clan. Get it. That's awesome. Yeah. 
Oh god, it's yeah, and we'll never live that down. Oh. <laughs> um, and I, I want to mention uh, a couple people very specifically. Sam Winnie uh, wrote our amazing opening uh, theme song there called Beasts of Burden. Um, Sam is awesome. Oh, and we keep forgetting to tell you this, Dom. Uh, <laughs> you have an instrument that Cryon can play. <clears throat> that is true. We technically have a bit of music <laughs> for that instrument specifically. Oh, I love that. So love if you that. if you wanted to at some point to break it out, um, I, I do have a, a few little choice uh, little ditties for that. Absolutely. I mean, it, yeah. it very much speaks to more of a resting type scenario because oh, yeah. the, the instrument <laughs> itself doesn't, it doesn't include any kind of buffing magical ability, does it? It's just a little mm, instrument. Not yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not yet, exactly. But yeah, yeah, when the time is right, um, I definitely will. And also in the in the Twitch chat uh, little feed that I jump in and out of here and there, since there seems to be quite a few players that have evidently played Dungeons & Dragons before, and this is my first time watching, kind of second or third, uh, sorry, first time playing, second or third time watching people do it. If you guys have any tips when Cryon gets himself into a jam or Cryon is in a situation of being able to make a decision, throw it out there. Maybe I'll, you know, go with what you've told me to do because I'm a noob and noobs need help from experts, you know? (laughs) Nice. I love it. That gives the chat so much power. Exactly. All right. Um, Yeah. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for the support. Uh, We've nearly tripled our follower count uh since we've been playing with dom uh and you guys have three followers now yep ah! three <laughs> absolutely tripled it my mom my sister and my uh cousin so three i like the double burn here because that just implies that they weren't following <laughs> yeah, <four. laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> like, right, oh, like your family oh, you only did. followed for, for you got dom, dom your family wouldn't follow fine. for you <laughs> fine fine we'll pay attention Which, to you now not to put my family on blast they weren't, I don't think, following. The <laughs> 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 well, I, I hope to keep. I hope to keep throwing people your way. I've had, I've had a busy couple of days on social media today. I did a post about the value of nature and how it's been taking a, a much deserved uh, fresh breath of air over the last, you know, month or so. And I've had quite a lot of pushback and feedback about that and then the day before that i did a post about being mindful of kind of excuse me conspiracy theories and uh getting caught up in wanting to go out and um exercise our rights sooner rather than later and i've had quite a bit of you know interaction and pushback about that and today i just had a crazy busy day and i forgot to you know throw you guys a shout out but i will continue to do that and hopefully you know, by this time next oh, week, you might have seven or eight followers. I mean, come yes. on. The dizzy, <laughs> the dizzy heights. <laughs> oh, I love it. I should drink more often. Yes. <laughs> yes. Just in general. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, if there are no more announcements, let's jump into tonight's game of Dom and Dragon. Last time. This team of misfits found themselves restrained within a runaway carriage, and due to the quick reflexes of Cryon, were able to steer the carriage away from the edge of Wither Gulch. 
They then saw what it was that spooked the horses so much. A giant red-eyed hound that chased them and paused only to chomp on one of the guards that was thrown from that speeding carriage. Making it back to town, they took a covert avenue through the corn and the pumpkins of Mythenmir Farms, while McKeck was magically able to shroud their entrance back into the city. Elif started a fire in one of the captain's houses. Uh, this pulled the recruits from the guarding the jail uh, for the moment, and the group snuck back in. Cryon looked around for Kalia, or the music box, finding neither. And while everyone found their own possessions, Connie also found an old friend he believed to be dead. Now, you've acquired your things again. The dank smell of mold and sweat assault your senses. And as we uh, go late, late, late into the night, you all look to Connie, who is transfixed on someone in the far cell, about to ask a question that only Vern would know. What is it you would like to do? Connie, what, what are you doing? Who are you talking to? We, we need to like, I don't know, find a music box and get out of here. The guards are gonna stick on forever. What are you doing? Take it easy, I'm transfixed right now. Okay. Uh, okay. Trying to think of a question to ask this man who I thought was dead. Who I watched, I watched you get hanged just a few weeks ago, Vern. If that really is you. Whoa, 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 wait, Vern is in there? Yeah, look closer, Missy. That's the man who finally got to catch you after I spent 10 years. Yeah, Vern is a piece of trash. I thought he was dead. He was such a jerk. I mean, he was better than you. He was actually a lot better than you. He was actually a really, like, noble man. Yeah. But he caught me, and that was not okay. Is, is there, uh, I'm sorry, is there a map up, uh, uh, Mr. Dungeon Master, of, 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 where we, of where we are? Oh, something's yeah. occurring. <laughs> <laughs> you are in the, yeah, the Burden Prison on the sort of south uh, end of Burden, the town. No, no, no maps of the interior of the cell. I'm just wondering if there is uh, kind of any more lootable ability or, or where our friend is in the cell or, or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, they're in the sort of north uh, westmost uh, cell. Um, the one sort of just to the north was the goblin and the two wolves. Um, there were kobolds in one of the cells. Uh, and then... Uh, one of the cells just had a, a couple, it looked like uh, soldiers uh, sleeping off a night of hard drinking. Uh, there is one soldier that you've knocked out, just kind of laying in the middle of the floor here. Um, and you've searched everything that you can at the moment. Uh, you've looked through all the tables and the desks and where they were keeping all of your belongings. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. And just a real quick, a little moment of clarification. Have ha, have you, Cryon, told them about a music box? I forget. Uh, I don't think I, I don't think I have, right? I think I've spoken to McKeck or the group and, and had McKeck get kind of interested about uh, the link between his sister and the music box. Yeah. Or, 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 or just, 
Just his sister. Have you I- told us the first day when you were inter- when you were talking to us at the jail that you were looking for a music box. First day. Oh, okay, it's, okay. It's the same day. I realize, but okay. Like I think that was one of the things where you were like. You were talking in through the bars, and when like yeah. McKeck introduced himself, you're like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for a, for a music box. Do you see any?" And McKeck's like, "I'm in a cell." Nope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like certainly, certainly, my my chemistry with McKeck and Elif is one that I feel like if they were to find something that would that looked like a music box, they would probably tell me. Connie and I sure, seem sure. to be a slightly slower burn, which is interesting because he's the first person that I met. I, I think he has bigger fish to fry than the music box for me, but yeah. I kind of trust that if these guys saw something even slightly resembling it, they might say, hey, small fry, is this is this the thing you're looking for? Cool, fair enough, yeah, awesome. Is this the box you're looking for? <laughs> cool, good clarification, awesome. So I guess Connie would ask Vern, and... um. I don't know. I, I guess it might be worth just talking about this right out in the open because Andy, you and I have not really talked about this. Um, but in my view, Connie and Vern were kind of co-workers and at least friends for a long time up until Vern ousted Connie. Sure. Yeah. Um, and, but their, their friendship might have reached an intimacy that you would not expect from somebody like Connie is what I would suggest. And I only say all that um, because I'm thinking that uh, the question that Connie would ask him might be something like, might kind of get close to the bar, still kind of trying to be on guard because Connie doesn't know what the hell is going on. Um, But he'd kind of try to say this without the others hearing. Um... All right. If it really is you, Vern, tell me. What's my favorite color? Well, that's a that's a simple one. Your favorite color is blue. Is he right? That's Lena. I don't even know, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because because oh Jesus. Like, I, I don't know. Like, even if I had one decided for Connie, Andy and I haven't talked about any of this, and I don't know if Andy wants <clears throat> Vern to be right or not. So you're, like, improving with no input from your improv partner. Good. <laughs> I'm just picturing I'm just picturing Connie, oh, shit, is it? Yeah. Connie's like, oh, wait, I forget, uh, is it? <laughs> the DM? No, Connie, it's not your favorite color. <laughs> Okay, yeah, because what I'm thinking is like, is Connie's gonna Connie's gonna kind of frown and grunt, and he's gonna kind of mutter to himself, "No, it's sky blue." <laughs> oh, that's nice. Damn, <laughs> this ain't Vern Loris. I don't know who you are or what's going on here, but you ain't. Vern. Oh, it's like it's like a doppelganger or something, or like like a, like a fake Vern. We should we should do something about that. Vern was a good guy. I mean, he caught me, but he was a really good guy. We should let somebody impersonate him. The figure behind the bars then sort of shrinks a little bit. They get a, a tiny bit chubbier. 
Their hair kind of grays. Their features soften from an orc into kind of an older woman wearing leather armor with pink scarves sort of placed at certain places. Elif, this is your friend Rosie. Hey, what are you... You're not Rosie. But, I mean, are you? She's been missing. I can can Rosie transform into people? I've never seen her do that. But can you? Rosie? Are you Rosie? Yeah, darling. Uh, sure, I can transform into people, yeah. All right, hold on. <laughs> yeah, Elif, you gotta get transfixed <laughs> first. Gotta get transfixed and then think of a question only your friend would know the answer to. Elif is gonna stare real hard at Rosie. Um, like she's trying to get transfixed. What, 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 what's my favorite color? Well, that's an easy one. It's blue. No, it's not. It's red. Rosie would know that. Rosie knows how much I love fire. What's wrong with you? You're not Rosie. You seem really fixated on that single guess. The figure behind the bars transforms into Kalia at that point, then. Uh, blue? For Makek, your favorite color? Blue, right? (laughs) It seems like it's like Gammy always said. You win some... You lose some, and some you beat to a pulp with a magic stick. And fire. <laughs> Cryon, get over here. Uh, uh, do, do, do shorty. Do shorty. Cryon, come here. Cryon kind of licks, licks the, his, the palms of his hands and runs them through his hair, turns around to Elif and says, how, how do I look? Do I, do I look good? Do I look, do I look okay? <laughs> you look uh, so great. Do I have any sleep? Do I have any sleep in my eyes? Do I have, do I have anything on on my face that looks weird? Anything weird? No, no, you look totally amazing. Totally amazing. Okay, good. Okay, okay, good. Takes a deep breath, puffs his cheeks in and out, walks over to the cell, and says in his best big boy voice, "Hi, um, I'm 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 Cryon. Um, do, do you have do you have a color in mind for me for me for me for me for me?" So the figure behind the bars transforms into an older elf. White, long, long beard that he kind of twirls in his hands. A bit of a man bun kind of fixed on top of his head. This is one of the old masters at your monastery, Cryo. And he says... Oh, young one. Your favorite color is blue. Am I wrong? <laughs> it, it actually is Cryon's favorite color. Ah. <laughs> About fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there you have it, young, young one. Surely I am this person that you see before you. You must let me out. That's not very convincing. Shut up, I'm talking to the little one. <laughs> no, no, seriously. Cryon <laughs> takes a couple of kind of slightly staggering, shocked steps backwards and accidentally kind of half steps on Elif's foot and, and steadies himself by holding onto her forearm. She seems to kind of be there as a as a scaffolding support for him. And, he, and he's kind of 
a little thrown by the situation, overwhelmed, doesn't really know what to do, stammering a little bit. Kind of sounds a little bit like an outboard motor of a boat that's broken. You know? <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, are you okay? This probably isn't like actually um, um, whoever the hell this is pretending to be since they like transformed into three other people already. Like they're probably not. So we don't have to let them out. You don't have to do what they want. Uh, I think, I think, I think, I think we're in, I think I, I'm in, I'm in some danger here. I'm in some danger. Can, can we go? Can we go? Yeah, 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 we can leave. We didn't find your music box thing. Oh, we didn't, we were not looking for a music box. We didn't find the thing we we're looking for. Um, but we, um, we go, definitely. Let's go. Well, before you leave, and then the figure transforms, um, into perhaps what is its true shape? You see a white skin with white eyes, no pupils, white hair. Um, this is a what you know is a changeling, someone that can easily change their form. But for it to be able to sort of latch onto your minds and think of a person that you know and transform into it, that's a very special sort of gift indeed. And as you are trying to turn to go, uh, the figure says, please, please, no. Uh, I, I'm sorry for the deception. I I, I do require you and your aid. I, I do not belong here. And if they knew who I really was, uh, horrible things would happen to me. Is there like a, like a trusting role or like a, <laughs> like a deception? Oh, yeah, there's a deception check. Right. Or there is insight. if you want to deceive. Yeah, if you roll insight. Oh, that's if you wanted to deceive. Yeah, insight, insight yeah. will allow you to kind of read the person. Yeah. Does anyone have a higher level of insight than me, <laughs> which I think just seems to be base level two? Uh, McKeck is actually fairly insightful. I, what do you think, McKeck? I don't know that McKeck's heard anything yet that he sort of cares to expend the effort yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of gathering his, his things into a bag like, Mm-hmm. Connie, I think would 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 be curious about this too. He, with his bounty hunter background, he's got proficiency in insight, and uh, yeah, and he's still really bothered by the fact that this changeling would have kind of taken on Vern Loris's form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if two of you want to roll, that's totally fine. We'll we'll see, uh, or whatever. Oof. Five from Connie. Mine's bad. Connie, you're. Your your mind is still just kind of stricken with this uh, shock of seeing Vern again that you, you're barely paying attention to what the figure is kind of presenting. Yeah. Did Dom roll? I'm about to, uh, if that's okay. Did you well, say yeah. an insight check? Yeah. Yeah, insight. Okay, hang on a second. I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for you. Oh yeah! Oh, twenty-one. Nice. Yeah. I told you I'm always strong at the at the start <laughs> of the game, and then I fade. Generally. <laughs> hey, it's a good one. Yeah. Can we rearrange all the combat encounters? Yeah, just at the beginning. Cryon, you've you've specifically been, you've knew you've known a couple changelings in your life, and they are particularly difficult to read. They they are very deceptive sort of creatures, but there is something deep in his eyes that makes you feel that he is telling the truth. 
he's he's locking on and just kind of staring at you and you feel confident that this person really does need help okay interesting uh i feel like if cryon is getting a genuine feeling that that this guy is telling the truth i also feel like you know cryon might say you know you're the one trapped in the cell. You're the one locked inside. We're the ones that can get you out. What do we get if we set you free? Yeah, what do we get? We're looking for two different kinds of boxes right now. A tinder box and a music box. You got either of one of those. I believe you found the tinder box. Yeah, I thought you found your yeah. tinder box. Oh yeah, but since then I I lost, <laughs> lost it again. Lost it again. Oh, it's <laughs> over there. It's just, it's just over there. Oh, thanks, Cryon. Appreciate yeah, it. You're welcome. You're welcome. I just I just drifted into British. Hold on. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I was like, whoa, 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 Connie, come back. Cheerio. All right, I, I got I got the Tinder box, and uh, it 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 did belong to just to kind of unpack this. It belonged to Vern Loris. Before he gave it to me when we were still friends. And okay, I'll just pocket this. And you're not Vern. He's still dead. So. Just as a quick question, as amusing as it was to have this individual just repeatedly guess blue. Incidentally, I'm wondering, is blue your favorite color? It is. I figured it's most people's favorite color. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. But why did you not just show him the tinderbox and ask if he recognized it? Did he ever? I don't think he ever had the tinderbox. I found. I think, I think he's talking to you, Connie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> McKeck is like, is blinking super slowly the way that turtles do and just sort of smiling at you. <laughs> hey, you blink like that at me all you want. You think that would have been a, a, a good solution to the situation? I show him a tinderbox, give him a 50 50 chance whether he recognizes it. That's silly. I like my sky blue. I mean, my favorite color question better. You can also ask follow-up questions like, whose is it? Where did you get it? You know, things like that. But anyway, all good, all good, all good. Yeah, guys, remember, I think I think we talked about this a few hours, hours ago, but remember, we there's this idea of a common enemy, and it just feels like when we get involved in these internal squabbles, our energies are just are being misplaced. Do you know what I mean? Let's let's think of the common enemy, the the Judean people's front. Come on. All right, just tell Shelly over there to stop talking down to me. I'm taller than you are. All right, Connie. All right. All right. The little one is right. The there is a common enemy here. This is what I can provide. I am certainly a common enemy. Did you just enemy. call me the little one? But you hang are on a second. Smaller. I, I, you guys all just happen to be unnaturally taller than me, not the other way around. Okay, carry on. I apologize, what is your name, sir? My name is Cryon, and you do well to remember that. Cryon, yes. Well, my name... Let me look at my notes. My name... <laughs> You're not inspiring trust. My name is Grom Catchery. Huh? And he's, he's obviously thinking that you'll recognize his name, but you don't. <laughs> Grom Catchery. I've like, lived here my whole life and I haven't heard of you. Yeah, Grom Catchery, isn't, isn't that a way to prepare a chicken? Bah. <laughs> I think it is, 
right? Like, that seems correct. I mean, I don't really cook, but that sounds right. It's like chicken and mushrooms and carrots with like a like a gravy and some parsley. Is that is that grom? You're all wrong. Grom catchery is a fishing technique, isn't it? Oh, excuse me, excuse me. No, it's so neither. The, the chicken sounded good. Hmm. Yeah, we should get some chicken, you guys. Focus, focus, everyone. <laughs> right, focus, on, focus on me. <laughs> the character of the DM talking. That was the character. <laughs> the DM loves it. Uh, I am I am a, a spy of for the Wigmoles. I I know many informations that 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 would be very dangerous uh, if I were to be let loose for the Goholian army. They're, they they've been looking for me. They they send people to hunt me. If I stay here another night, they will catch up with me. I'm sure of it. Please, I can give you any information. I can. I can help free this small town from the rule of the army. I can, I'm very good at finding people. I am, uh, do any of these ring a bell? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like, suspiciously so. Like, like, like you could turn into people we knew. Are you like reading our minds? Are you reading our brains right now? Are you reading my brain? What am I thinking? Uh, you're thinking about fire right now. You're just guessing, but also, yes. Nah. I do have a limited ability to, to peer in and see images in people's minds. Yes. Oh. Oh, oh, oh so can you actually help us with those things, or are you just saying that because you read our minds? Well, uh, why not both? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> ooh, insight. Only a nine for my insight check, but is, is he telling the truth that he can actually help us with those things? Um, as far as you can read, yes. He seems to be telling the truth, yeah. Okay. Can can we as a group kind of step step away and and have like a an internal sure little conversation that he doesn't that he doesn't hear? Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you idea. can kind of move over to the other end of the jail a little bit, passing the the wolves that kind of growl at you. Okay. I mean, I, I feel like Cryon's pretty keen at this point to. Uh, to maybe help this guy out because he thinks it might be advantageous to to his mission. Kind of turns to the guys and say, guys, what do you think? Wasn't that long ago, we were in a cell just like him. This guy seems smart, a little strange, but I think physically we can take him. If we if we free him, he might be able to help us out. Anyone Anyone else feel the same way as I do? Yeah, yeah, and I don't really like, I mean, I don't, I don't like leaving people in this jail, right? I don't agree with these people, these, these horrible jailers and these occupiers. They're bad people, so we should just let everyone out, but especially him, but everyone, everyone. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe he could help us with, uh, Shelly's sister, right? That's what we're doing now, right? We're helping him with that bounty. Who's Shelly? You know, this guy, young Sheldon here. I don't know who you're talking about. McKeck is also just blinking. No, is is there someone else with us? Cryon just rolls his eyes, looks at the two of them. Guys, remember internal struggle, common enemy. I'm all good with the common enemy. I'm just confused. Does this Shelley also have this common enemy? Uh, or I, I don't. Has is was. Did one of those spears get in your brain? I didn't notice that. 
Connie rolls his eyes and looks to cry on. And he's like, apparently some people don't know the concept of nicknames. Yes, Malfry, I'm down. Let's let's let him out. And Elif, you know what? Because of our burgeoning camaraderie, I happen to agree with you. Maybe we should let all these folks out of this jail. Anything to stick it to these Krugic damned Galhonians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should do that. We should definitely do that. I mean, there was that one, like, kind of weird person who was, like, speaking of weird riddles. That was strange, but we can let them out. Definitely. Cryon, uh, as, as they head back to the cell, Cryon accidentally on purpose just catches Connie's foot and kind of trips his step a little bit, looks over at Elif and says, small fry. Love <laughs> 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 it. Connie will kind of recompose himself. And is there like a like a desk here and like a chair yeah. where Connie would feel like, oh, man, if I sit in this chair, it'll take me back to when I was sheriff. He might sit in such a chair and put his legs up on the desk. OK. Yeah. And do there, are the rest of you opening the gates, opening the, the locking uh, jail cells? Yeah, I think that that'd be a thing the would be helping with yeah he would also i i suspect if he was talking to um grom like yeah do you have any insight on who you're transforming into do you know what you look like when you do that without a mirror uh i i am able to see images in people's minds and i just try to mimic that as best i can so have you seen the person who you turned into to try to fool me? Oh, I'm afraid I haven't, no. Hmm. Was she dear to you? Yes. And she's missing. I w- would do my best to help you for, for freeing me. Um, yeah. Per- perhaps we leave the jail cell. Uh, I don't know why there are no guards here at the moment, but Oh, reasons. Okay. One of which is fire. Uh, Cryon, as you go to unlock the gate of the, uh, the the goblin and the wolves, um, he just pushes open the gate, uh, from the inside, um, sits down on kind of a wooden sled behind the two wolves, uh, gives them a little bit of a hitch, and then they come right out into the main area. Ah, skies, and birds, and now halflings. Ha! And then the dogs will, uh, the the wolves will ride uh, him up the stairs uh, out the front gate. It it doesn't appear like he was actually locked in here. Interesting. And now that you look in his cell, he's got kind of like a small little kitchen area uh, and a bed mat. Uh, he actually, he seems to be living here, which is interesting. Weird. Wow. That is weird. Uh, you also unlock the kobolds. They scurry out very quickly. Do you unlock the Goholnian soldiers who are uh, sleeping off a, a drunken night? No. Uh, now, can we, can I do a pickpocket check or something like that? <laughs> uh, you can go, yeah, you can go in their cell, yeah, and, and pickpocket yeah. them, yeah. What is uh, that, sleight of hand? You don't even need to roll it. They are dead asleep. Oh, they boom, don't notice boom. you. Yeah, take uh, two pouches of ten silver each off of them. Nice. Uh, I'm gonna give uh, 
what would you say? Ten each? I'm going to give five so, yeah. silver to each of my compadres. Oh. Wow. Nice. That's so naturally good-hearted. Hey, come on. We're a crew. We're, a, we're an unruly crew, but we're a crew. I love the that. only way we're going to get through this. Connie, honestly, like, yeah, he, uh, Connie himself, again, will be kind of surprised by that. He'll kind of, like, furrow his eyebrows at you and kind of think, like, what is this, some kind of trick, like that time you tried to trick me five minutes ago? And then he'll be like, oh, all right. He'll take the ten silver. Yeah. Five silver. I think, I feel like the exchange with, with Elif and with McKeck is just, here you go, here's five pieces of silver. And, and the exchange Thank you. with Connie... I have to. I have to kind of show Connie both of my open hands, as if to say, "Look, I didn't. I didn't just do a magic trick. I just gave you five pieces of silver. There's nothing up my sleeve." That's awesome. Yeah, Connie will take it. That's great. All right. Uh, so yeah. So Grom seems to be standing there, uh, kind of hanging out with you. Uh, and about this time, you notice the the knocked out guard starting to stir a little bit on the ground. Um, what would you like to do? Like, do I think he is actually conscious? Uh, you could do a medicine check, quick. I'll sort of trundle over to him. All right. Thirteen. Uh, yeah, he, he'll, he'll be really groggy, but he might be starting to kind of wake up. Um, McKeck's going to sort of look from side to side. Hmm. Uh, can I, uh, punch him with the intent to not kill, just knock him out again? Yeah, absolutely. Damn. Yeah, just give me his strength check. Pickaxe hardcore. Hardcore turtle. A nine. Yeah, actually, nine hits him. He's he's laying down. He's not, it's not hard. Uh, you just kind of slam, <laughs> punch him, slam his head, but kind of back into the ground, and he's not making any more sounds. McKeck will sort of wander over, and is there sort of a guard room right around us anywhere? Uh, not really. This kind of all is a common area uh, between the cells, yeah. Are there any, like, jackets hanging up or anything? Um, there is kind of a almost a duster um, yeah, I'll, in I'll, one of the corners. I'll t- I'll take the the duster and lay it over him like a blanket. Okay. Sleep well and stay asleep. <laughs> My friends, do you, do you have anywhere to stay in town? We we should not stay here. I mean, I, I I like live in town, so I definitely do. But also, they might look for me where we live, so maybe we shouldn't go where I live. Um, Andy, I hate. Yeah. Uh, Kali and I had sort of developed a couple of more not precisely above board warehouses, right? Uh, yeah, you have some places where you've kind of stored stuff. Yeah. And that wouldn't be immediately associated with, like, going to Tumbledown's Flower Crowns if they're looking for McKeck Tumbledown. Correct. That would probably be where they'd go to look. Uh, and thinking about it now, though, you're not sure how many guards are still alive that have seen you. <laughs> Because most of them that took you to the swamp, you're pretty sure got attacked and you haven't seen them return to town yet. So you're not exactly sure how, how, I mean, the guy you just beat up might know your faces a little bit. Um, I was a wolf. True. That's, I think you were a wolf at the time. Yeah. 
so um yeah so just so you know that that now that you think about it you're not exactly sure who is looking for you specifically i don't really know who might be looking for us in town we could head to tumbledown's flower crowns for now and then if we needed to slip away we could always try to make it to one of our sort of storage points Tumble down flower crowns. Is that is that the local uh, gay bar? <laughs> <laughs> that would be my shop. Herbalism, poultices. Excuse me. I just I was just I was just just wondering. No no judgment there. I I enjoy a gay bar as much as the next man. I just wondered what that was. Uh, between <laughs> between Connie's suggested intimacy with Vern earlier and the the laugh that Connie himself kind of gave at at Cryon saying that. Just saying. Yeah, no, I hear you. Uh, Just a, saying. A vibe, all right. Yeah, he's vibing. He's vibing, all right. Elif, do you have a place that you think would be secure? Yeah, I definitely have a place because I live here. Andy, um, what would yeah. what would Elif's home be like? I hadn't thought of that. She's She runs with a bunch of, like, low-level, kind of bad-at-their-job street criminals. Is it secure? Uh... Define secure. Like, Elif would feel safe there. Probably no one else. <laughs> well, okay, I'll answer as Elif then. Yeah, it's, like, definitely secure. You know, it's with my, my, my street family, and we do a lot of crimes, like Connie has said. Um, mostly, I blow things up, because I'm exposed to socialist. So, it's it's really secure. Um, you just gotta keep your, keep your possessions, like, in your eyes. You know, don't go to sleep. Just keep an eye on them, and you'll be totally golden. McKeck's gonna raise his hand slowly. I vote for my shop slash house. I think in the last session it was established that Connie has never been able to find out what, where Elif lives, right, Andy? Yeah. So he'll be like, nah, you know what? I think uh, I think Elif here has it right. I think we should uh, maybe go and hide out at her place. Great, great, great. We'll have to blindfold you, Connie, um, because it's just, you know, precautions. But this is not because we are not part of the team. You are totally part of the team, and I care about you so much. It's just we got to keep you safe, right? So you're going to blindfold just me and not, uh, yeah. not the other two? <laughs> yeah, just you, because you've been trying to, like, kidnap me. Um, and probably there's bounties out on uh, my family members, too. But the other two haven't tried to kidnap me. Crayon, you also have a room still at the One-Eyed Beast. Um, that you had rented recently. Oh, is that the tavern where I met Connie? Yeah, yep. Um, um, it, it, it did have a few soldiers in it last time you were there, so... It, have I left? Did I leave any supplies there? Did I leave in a hurry, or is or is it kind of empty? No, yeah, you basically... Yeah, so you rented the room to meet that uh, lovely young lady <laughs> right, right, <laughs> back there, right. uh, and then very quickly left uh, immediately to, to come to the prison. Um, where you were then captured. Yeah, cool. I, th I think cr I th this this all seems to sound great to Cryon. I, I get the feeling that Cryon wouldn't mind having the opportunity to potentially pick up a, a few kind of supplies with a little bit of the of the uh, silver and gold that he's picked up. There's a couple of things that he might have his eye on. Uh, right now it is about two in the morning, too. Oh, goodness. All right, in that case, I'll, I'll, I'll just... <laughs> I'll just hang with the gang. All right. And where's the gang going to go? <laughs> I think we're, we're still yeah, we, undecided. Yeah. Elif's place? Is that where we're headed? 
Are we? I I feel like McKeck looked at Connie agreeing with Elif. It was like, yeah, that doesn't seem right. Oh, you might have to roll an insight check for that, mister. Just saying. <laughs> Not really. You just repeatedly have commented on wanting to capture her. And then yeah. we're going to need to blindfold you and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, that feels about right. That scans. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't think me getting blindfolded and the two of you not getting blindfolded really gels with the fact that we have this burgeoning camaraderie. So why don't we just go back to my place? How about that? It's the ultimate bugbear bachelor pad, I'm assuming. Andy? <laughs> uh, ultimate? Or? <laughs> well, at least penultimate. He's looking around at the others who are doubting me just as much as you are. Pet, I mean, it's a pretty decent bugbear bachelor pad. Okay, my life is shit. (laughs) Ever since Vern ousted me, my life has been shit. I try to keep things together with my bounty hunting, but it's not been good. Well, there's an even number of people here. Elif wants to go to her house. Connie wants to go to his place. Does it make sense for you guys for... McKeck and I to vote, and that is the deciding vote. Anyone into de- anyone like democracy around here? I mean, I, I like love anarchy, which is really similar to democracy. I think. Ooh. Okay, what do you think, McKeck? Is, is this? Do we roll a die for that, or is that? <laughs> well, you can just decide how you would. I, want I'm to. going to stand by my initial assertion that I think it would be safest to go back to my place. Oh, now we've we're split now. Uh, you sort of look over at Grom real quick, and he goes, "Um, it just uh, maybe with the fewest people around." Oh, there's like a ton of people at my place. Like so many, right? So many people. I would maybe vote for seclusion. Okay. Well, I I'd, I'd be cool with going to McKeck's place. There there might be the chance for uh. To, for me to potentially find some supplies there if, if McKeck's generous with helping me out, potentially. As a side note, we also have spare rooms. So, you know, a consideration if all of us are going back. Yeah, I could I could afford a rest as much as the next halfling. I can go for days, but rooms are nice. And also, like you said, you do herbs, right? Maybe I can find some herbs I can use for explosives. So yeah, I'm going to go to your place. Yeah, all right. We can go back to young Sheldon's place. By the way, I think democracy and anarchy uh, are bad. I don't like fair judicial systems. All right, let's go. (laughs) Anarchy is not a fair judicial system, but you're definitely wrong. Democracy is very nice, but also anarchy is nice. Anarchy is nice. Fire. Let's light everything on fire. I just had a request in the Twitch chat to say the words judicial system as Connie. <laughs> so I just was desperately flailing for a way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're heading to McKeck's place. And actually, as we're head, yeah, yeah. And um, I will probably try to take whatever route I think would be most secluded, Andy. I don't know if that would be skirting through the fields or just sort of cutting through side paths. I bet Andy's getting one of his tricks ready. Setting up some map where we're fighting some nonsense. Oh no, where did his power go out? Oh, it did. Oh, he's gone. 
He disconnected. All right. I like I like how we just immediately jump to Andy's doing something shifty. And then I'm like, I, I haven't heard from him in a while, actually. So, uh, hey, Dom, any D&D questions for us? Because I think that that was a really yeah. good time Also, folder. chat. If chat has D&D questions or, chat, or questions, yeah. you yeah, know, yeah, throw chat. them at us. Chat would be it'd be fun to hear from chat right now. Um, I mean, you guys have obviously been in this situation before when the party is split as to what to do. Does it usually come down to just talking it out or is it like the toughest guy gets to decide or like how, how is it? I guess there's no usual way, right? I think with us, it's usually talking it out. I think with other d and group, groups, it can kind of be a little conflict laden or sometimes yeah. kind of the person with the strongest personality ends up asserting it. And. And when you say talking it out, Lena, do you mean the characters talking it out or the players talking it out at, like, table level? Usually the character. Sometimes yeah. we switch into table talk, but then Andy gets annoyed with us if we do it too long. Um, so <laughs> right. usually it's as our characters. And I think it's normally we try to resolve that as characters and what would each yeah. of them be thinking. Yeah. How many how many skirmishes have Connie and Elif been on? Because obviously you guys have a history. I don't know. How many have we been on, Adam? I mean, over the course of Connie's around 10 years as sheriff, as a corrupt sheriff with, like, vested interest in various, you know, corrupt dealings in town, specifically with with burden tobacco, Connie always had kind of business interests in. Over the course of that, like, I would say that at least... At least ten times, right? Like once per year. Like if if Connie the 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 sitcom <laughs> was a TV show, each season there would be an Elif episode, just like in wow. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Like each season there's a, a judge, whatever his name is, Judy, Trudy, Judy episode. Um, so yeah, at least ten times Connie has like has had like this big arrangement that that Elif has messed up with her with her yeah. explosives and her fire. <laughs> um, and we have a question from chat from Sam, which is, how long was Cryon in his mon... I can't say that word. Monasterial? monasterial? Yes. Duties monasterial. before breaking from it. Um, I, he was coming up to his 10-year anniversary and uh, was quite a pious believer in the order. I mean, it wasn't necessarily a real hardcore place to be, more of a kind of zen blissed out buddhist type vibe but he left under uh, under a little bit of suspicion and disgrace but cryon is of the belief that it's actually the person running the the center the temple the monastery as it were that is the corrupt person so Mm. yeah it's kind of a it's kind of a double-edged sword because not only has he had to now come and question his faith, but he's also been kind of turned into, you know, this suspicious pariah when he's the one that that was playing fair, and it's the uh, it's the shaman running the whole thing that is corrupt. So, kind of a few complexities going on there. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder who that who that figure was in the jail cell who appeared to you and caused crying such the fright. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, he definitely he definitely gets freaked out by that. I think he kind of handles his business quite well, but when when these kind of ghosts from his past show up, I think it I think it really th- throws off a character that is usually pretty good with his with his kind of senses and wherewithal, you know. 
Um, nice. It's got pretty high charisma, pretty high constitution, pretty high wisdom. But you know, he was uh, he was embarrassed in public and thrown out of this organization that he that he loved. So he's he's got a lot of issues with that. Question from the chat: What does Elif use to style her hair? I mean, fire, obviously, right? <laughs> like she doesn't like yeah. light her hair on fire, but I could see her just like in the mornings doing. This is so weird. Doing produce flame and just getting it really close to her hair to make it go all frizzy and crazy. She's oh, that's so screwed up. But like that's totally <laughs> Elif, right? <laughs> like so screwed up, but also yeah, definitely. That's. Amazing. So, 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 does she use like the volumizing fire? Or... Yeah, it's like special fire with volumizing okay. foam. <laughs> um, just PSA: don't light hair products or your hair on fire, you guys. Bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> don't be an elf. Don't be yeah. an elf. I mean, ha- hairspray is 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 crazy flammable, right? right? Andy, just to, just just talk us through, Andy, what happened there because it seems something quite yeah. trivial happened at home, right? Andy, before you talk so, through it, please okay. join Anuicaster again. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Hold on. Do that and then respond perfectly organically to what Tom yeah. just asked you. <laughs> jo- jo- join Anuicaster or possibly have your dog do it for you. Bye. <laughs> so there's there's a really nice, interesting thing that's going on in the world. Oh, it's, God. It's at 8 o'clock at night sometimes, wherever you are, there are people that will howl. Oh, yeah. To to actually kind of let everyone know, hey, you're not alone. You know, there are other people out here. And it's a really beautiful moment. Yeah. My dog really freaks out when that happens every <laughs> night at 8 o'clock. Poor Mugen. <laughs> he was, yeah. And uh, he uh, got scared and ran uh, over the cords and just pulled it out of the wall of Maynard. Wow. They do that every Thursday in England at eight o'clock. Everyone stands outside their house and claps for five minutes for the for the NHS. And um, yeah. there was a really funny thing that happened because of that, where some kind of high level politician suggested that maybe on a Sunday they stand outside at eight o'clock and clap for five minutes for all the kids that are going through all of these tough times, not going to school and stuff. And it was completely shot down by all of the parents of these kids saying, are you kidding me? Like these kids are off school. They're up until 10 o'clock at night. They're eating ice creams and jelly beans. We're not gonna stand outside and clap their poor behavior every Sunday. (laughs) Pretty hilarious. That's That's so good. Uh, One last question before we get back into the game uh, from Twitch, Elsilme42. Did y'all have certain inspiration for your voices or were they organic with your characters? My inspiration was definitely just trying to do like my best kind of off-brand Rooster Cogburn kind of true grit uh, impression. And it's not really even a good Rooster Cogburn. It's just me doing (laughs) this all the time. (laughs) So. Mine was, um, it's kind of organic based on her character, based on her personality. And then also it's, I draw a lot of inspiration from another character that our friend um, Chris has played on one of our other campaigns. What campaign was that? Tear of the Raging, Raging Storm. Storm. Yeah, Tear of the Raging Storm as one shoe who had a very, very similar voice and dynamic, although far less um, obsessed with fire. So so I kind of drew inspiration from that voice for her. McKex was kind of drawn out of just trying to think about uh, 
a turtle generally, and I kind of wanted that more languorous pace. Um, and also just to try to keep everything distinct from Connie's voice, um, try to avoid too much like Southern twang or anything. Um, I had thought about mine. I was going to do kind of either a like fake Paul McCartney or fake John Lennon. So I was either going to do like, kind of like talking up there, like Paul McCartney all the time. <laughs> you know, kind of like, wow. Constantly, you know, yeah, it's great. Isn't it? Or like a kind of, you know, John Lennon thing where he's down here all the time, like constantly little, <laughs> you know, slightly, everything's anarchic and silly. But then uh, when, I, when I told my friend I was thinking of doing that, my friend just kind of shook me around a little bit and said, no, Dom, like without wanting it to sound crazy, you know, ego driven it's dom and dragons they want to hear you they don't want to hear <laughs> you doing someone else like do do kind of you so you know huh. this is me talking and and cryon's just a little deeper you know he's just a little bit more earnest so that's where mine comes from really nice cool mm-hmm. uh thanks chat for for uh saving me there and uh giving us some content i love it um all right so did we decide finally where do you guys would like to spend the night? Yeah, I think we were going to. I think we we're heading to Mckex, right? When your internet got unplugged by your doggy. I, I'm not actually sure when you cut out because we were all sort of <laughs> talking and debating amongst ourselves, and then I'm like, yeah. Andy's just hasn't responded <laughs> in a while. Beautiful. Uh, yeah. So, um, you and I was asking. Sorry, the question I had asked you, and I'm pretty sure you'd cut out before this was, what would McKeck think would be the least obtrusive way to get there, given that it's two a.m. <laughs> right. Probably through the fields, uh, to the south of all the buildings, and then in through the, uh, the sort of nice little um, green square that you've nice. you've cultivated here. Yeah. Is that building still on fire? That elf set on fire? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, uh, you're right. right. So you come out of the the prison. You look around. Uh, it's it's nearly pitch black. Um, you the the moon is out, so so you can see just a little bit. Um, you don't see any smoke from the north, which is where uh, elf set the fire. Um, but you also don't hear any voices or anything, so you're pretty sure they've gotten that under control. Um, and so you kind of very quickly make your way into the fields to the south of town. Hey, 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 do you all need another distraction? Because I can I can light the jail up. I can light it on fire while we're leaving. You know, I know there's some people in there, but they're not good people. They're bad people. They're guards. Um, so we can just light it on fire and watch it burn. Do you want me to? I think we can pass on that for now. Okay, but let me know if you need another distraction, because I can totally do that. I can totally do that. All right. Uh, it's been raining, so you're definitely clomping through a lot of mud uh, to make your way into this area. But once you get into this little square of town, um, you actually see green grass. Uh, there are some nice little bushes here and a bunch of flowers, actually. Flowers leading up to one building in particular, uh, which is marked with an old oak wooden sign, Tumble Downs Flower Crowns. Uh, and if you want, yeah, you can step right in. Yep. Uh, Cryon and Connie, give me a perception check, please. Oh. Cool, cool. Oh. That's, uh... All right, yeah. 
two? So we've left early game, is what that's saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. Oh, but, oh, mine is... I rolled a 14 at least, okay. All right, a 4 and a 14, yeah. Uh, so uh, so Cryon, uh, Elif, and, and McKeck are basically ready to go inside. You're cold. Um, Cryon, you're keeping an eye on Grom, just to make sure he's not sort of doing anything weird or or odd, he definitely has a limp that he's he's been nursing uh, on the walk here. Um, but because of that, because you're focused on that, um, Connie, you're the only one that hears um, a deep kind of and guttural howl in the middle of the night. It's a uh, like a. Somewhere in the distance, and your mind flips back to that terrifyingly large dog with the red eyes. Um, yeah. This does not sound like any natural coyote or wolf in the area. This kind of, you said somewhere in the distance. I guess just kind of yeah. get a sense of how far, what direction. Uh, with a fourteen, maybe south, and you're not sure how far. Okay. Um, Connie will sort of. Uh, kind of stop short and shush loudly to the others. Shh, hey, hey, you guys hear that? And will will the will the howling continue, or was it just that one howl? It was just that one. Yeah. All right. So if I don't know if they'll pause, but yeah, I I, uh, I swear I just heard a, a weird howl. <laughs> I guess that's how Connie might say it. Yeah. A weird, a weird ass howl sounded like maybe that that weird ass dog or wolf that was following us earlier. Which was again neither a dog nor a wolf, just something that looked like that. I said weird ass. <laughs> yes, several times, in fact. All right. Well, I just wanted to alert my new burgeoning comrades. Sh- should we do something about it? I could. I could. Um. So I'm, I'm going to tell you guys now, I'm kind of like a one-note person, but I could start a fire. <laughs> That's amazing. No, I say we get inside, and with any luck, maybe that that beast out there will come across some Gahonian soldiers before it comes across us. In Cryon, because you were focused on Grom during that, and because you rolled so well the first time in reading him, you see... When Connie mentioned something about a weird-ass dog or wolf, just this kind of look of terror flash over his face. Uh, And then he tries to compose himself. Um, Yeah, you just sort of notice that little movement on him. Does he see me, see him in that moment? Uh, No, he, yeah, he's not paying attention to you, really. Okay, Nice. Then you uh, step on inside. Um, and uh, Galway, what does Tumbledown's flower crowns look like on the inside? So if we're coming in on the main floor, it's uh, pleasant. It's got lots of sort of shelves wrapped around. Um, I sort of assume we're coming in on sort of the back entrance. Um, so there's like a small rug for wiping feet. And then up at the front, you can see there's a counter with sort of herbalist supplies, scales, uh, mortars and pestles. Um, and it seems like that is when there's business 
where sort of things are. Um, is this a one-story building or a two-story building? One. Okay. Then uh, sort of off to one side, then there's a hallway with like three doors coming off of it. Um, and those are the small but comfortable uh, bedrooms. Nice. Yeah, everyone, when you step inside, you just, you get a instant feeling of like safety and and it just feels homey to you it's dry you wipe all the mud off your feet and yeah it's it's comfortable and you've had a gigantic day so you are all exhausted i think i think the cryon might take this opportunity to admire all the hanging flowers and different colors of of blooms and branches and and things that are being preserved and and dried all around the room and and turn to McKeck and say, do any of these things aid in dexterity or or constitution? Hmm. All of them can have some level of effect. I can think of things that might have very temporary effects, but I'm not sure if you were looking for a more permanent increase. Such things would require rare ingredients that I'm able to keep on hand. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Is there anything that I could I could do? Would you could I could I light a fire or, or something? I can light a fire. <laughs> oh, nice. Good call. Oh, please don't set my house on fire. This is simultaneously my home and my place of business. But yes, there is a fireplace over there. I I don't... This might be completely jumping in on the vibe, you guys. But if you guys were into sitting around the fire and just kind of relaxing after what we've just been through, I I do play a pretty mean ocarina. Oh... Connie has kind of just walked right in and he's he's of course like just like stomping mud all over the place um he's like oh yeah this place does feel pretty comfy gotta say young Sheldon your place is the least burden place in all of burden I forgot this was even here to be honest wow I'm glad it seems comfortable so as you're, uh, the fire is started and you're trying to kind of dry off uh, a little bit, um, Cryon pulls out uh, his ocarina and... Not a of, euphemism. Not <laughs> a euphemism. For anyone who was concerned. Just, I know there are, there could be children listening. Just want to make sure. You know. It wasn't dirty until you said that. <laughs> now it's dirty. He uh, whips out his ocarina... <laughs> um, flops it on uh, the table. Okay, something's <laughs> gone wrong with the ocarina <laughs> if it's flopping. <laughs> That's true. That's right. Um, yeah, and uh, he's he's starting to warm up a little bit and plays a bit of a tune. Oh. <laughs> that is so cool. 
You guys, that was like that was like half Titanic, half Lord of the Rings. That was like wild. That was amazing. Was it? When it started, I was like, oh, that's the fellowship tune. And then as it kept going, I was like, oh, that's Jack Dawson and Kate. <laughs> that was so cool. Uh, we should give credit to Sam yeah. Winnie for throwing that ditty together. Yeah, any of the Ocarina pieces that are real quick are are Sam Winnie. Um, and that was beautiful. Not, <laughs> legally not connected to movies and shows that Dom has been in. <laughs> Beautiful. I, I mean, I wish I was involved in Titanic. Anything that involves the Titanic. One, one of the most controversial films of all time. I just, I can't, I always talk about this with my friends. I just love the fact that at the end of the movie, she says, he says to her, don't let go. And she says, I'll never let go, Jack. And then five or six seconds later, she prizes his dead fingers off the door. And he's like, peace out. He's out. And as as he's drifting down into the deep, she goes, I'll never let go, Jack. I'll never let go. You just let go. You just did it. But, but she didn't let go. She she passed to the other side of it and actively pried him off. Yes. <laughs> she didn't More let go. That would imply just passively doing something. No, she was she was ready to get the damn chisel. Unbelievable that ending, but what a movie. Ooh, gets me every time. Have you seen the have you seen the, the like uh the alternate ending to that film? No, the, someone cuts a different ending? They they totally shot a totally different ending where oh. like they talk Rose like off of the ledge and stuff and like it like they actually get the hope diamond from her for a moment and old Rose like old Rose old Rose day, yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah right it's wild <laughs> But anyway, you guys, you know, I, yeah, I mean, we've digressed crazily, but I mean, everyone, everyone can laugh and joke and, and, you know, like kind of dismiss Titanic out of hand. But if you watch that movie and you're not a bucket of tears by the end of it, you, you're heartless. <laughs> it is such a great film. So I like cool. it. I like it, too. Honestly. So yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that probably also while while Cryon's playing uh, the ocarina, um, McKeck will be moving some things around in the bedrooms, getting some space cleared for people. Sure. Nice. Uh, as you're doing that, McKeck, um, you see a, a little bit of writing um, that's actually been burned onto the bedpost next to your bed. It's in uh, Druidic. Interesting. Uh, and it says... Mick, I'm fine. They have me. This wasn't here earlier. Correct. Hmm. Well, God damn it, Kali. I keep telling you to stop playing the fucking pronoun game. <laughs> <laughs> And it does seem to be a little hastily written, as if she didn't have a lot of time. And as you uh, drift off to sleep, um, each of you then, uh, feeling warm and comforted for the moment, um, Connie, that, that howl sort of sinks into the back of your head, and you have a little bit of trouble sleeping, you're wondered, you're wondering about that, and cry on that the face of uh the individual you met in the tavern this evening or the, this later earlier in the day is kind of lingering on your mind and 
Elif seeing Rosie in that jail cell kind of really gets to you and McKeck, you're wondering where Kali is is right now. And hey, why don't we take a break right there? Fantastic. And we'll come back after we uh, get a drink, get something to uh, eat real quick, go to the bathroom, make sure our dog is okay, <laughs> which is a universal oh, thing. Fortify our router setup. <laughs> fortify the router setup. And uh, yeah, we'll return pretty soon. Hang in there, everyone. Awesome. See you, dudes. This has been Dom and Dragons, presented by Helpful Goat Gaming. If you enjoyed what you heard and want to hear more, check out our main Dungeons & Dragons campaign, The Fates of Rin, right here in the Goats & Dragons podcast feed. You can also check out our other podcast, Helpful Goat Presents, where we play one-shots, shorter campaigns, as well as have conversations about D&D and role-playing in general. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Helpful Goat, And if you want to hear us play live, you can follow and subscribe to us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash helpfulgoat. You can also chat with us and other Helpful Goat fans in our brand new Discord, or donate to our coffee page to help us keep creating content by clicking the links in this episode description. And last but not least, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, or Stitcher. We are a small independent game design firm and would really appreciate the support. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. What brand of box wine do you drink, Adam? I'm going to start trying wine again and see if it still makes my headaches really bad, but I don't know which box wine is best. Lena, I appreciate you asking me, but I've got to tell you, it is not my box wine. I didn't buy it. It's my sister and Uh brother-in-law's, and I just mooch off of them. What do they drink? Let me go check. Okay. I mean, you don't have to, like, right now. No, I'll be right back. Okay. <laughs> All right. They did not appreciate me waking them up. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.